1: And may the works this day be of the highest good for all present, and those listening, so mote it be. The circle is cast.
0: Hail Dictinus! Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. A false tongue will never make a guilty person. Welcome to Witch Trials, the 141st episode of Free Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of accused witch Susanna Martin. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode.
2: You can call me car. I'm Ode's father.
0: Mary
1: neat. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother.
0: So let's start with our housekeeping. We
1: have a new cat.
0: Ah. Heather Lewis. Well, thank you, Heather Greetings Lewis. Welcome. Our newest cat.
2: And then I do every other Tuesday, normally, <laughs> although we did not do it last Tuesday. Because Malik uh, was
0: getting vaccinated.
2: Yep. And I was feeling like, meh. <laughs> do a thing called Three Pagans on Tap with Malik Odinson and Sarenth Odinson. And we talk about alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks. And how they relate to our paths.
1: Gwen? I'm just writing. Still writing.
2: Many writing. Eternally
1: writing. Eternally writing. And where are you writing? Where can people find your writing? Oh, they can find me on Patheos Pagan, the Three Pagans of a Cat blog. I'm writing <laughs> a book called Green Earth Witchcraft. It's going to be published by Wicca Press. You can check them out at wiccapress.com. And it is about the Earth deity and how to create a devotional witchcraft path honoring the Earth.
0: And then I edit this podcast, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's all not true. You work at Valhalla. I work at Valhalla. I work at the, at the bar. That's at Valhalla. Behind the bar. So if you want me to pour you a mead, you can come to Valhalla in Kalamazoo. <laughs> Or a beer. Or a beer. We also yes. have beers. Yeah. And we make mixed drinks with these, yes. and I'm learning them, so come order one so I can practice them.
2: And
1: if you come early enough, you can join Car as he pours a mead out to the deity. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so okay, yes, that's it for housekeeping. We are house kept and house swept. Normally, we would be doing segments, because it's the last episode of the month, but because this is a, a broad topic that we want to mm-hmm. give enough air to, mm-hmm. we're going to be putting off segments, so those will be coming
2: the first of the month. Yeah. yeah. Next. When I read everybody's name and slaughter down.
0: Exactly. Right. The next full episode. That's right. Uh, is when we'll be doing that. He's and
2: actually, to... I won't be on for you that. You will not anymore. be That's right. on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you're going to... You... So so next week, Carr is going to be out of town.
2: Well, I'm out of town on Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then Nix, who mm-hmm. is one of our Tigers mm-hmm. and is also... The head bartender. The head bartender. The head Valkyrie at Valhalla will not be at Valhalla, which means... I have to be there to bartend. Yes. So if you want me to pour you a mead... Um, next
0: week, next Sunday. Week, Sunday,
2: you can come and I can during pour you a mead.
0: During normal... During this time when we normally are recording. And
2: then I would say, don't ask for a mixed drink. Because <laughs> while I approve them all, I have no idea how to fucking make any of them. Oh,
1: dear. It's going to be an exciting adventure for you. But it'll be fun for Odin. I.
0: Uh-huh, yes. So next week, we're going to be doing a car-free episode. So I guess I will, again, be reading all the patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe Carr can give us his his car's feast table and we can read it for him but we are now going to proceed with the episode which we're going to cover a broad swath of yeah. time yes because this is
1: when you really start digging into it you mm-hmm. do not realize how far back this really does go the
0: phenomenon
1: the phenomenon. witch trials of witch trials and, you know, fear of, of witches and witchcraft mm-hmm. and how it got associated with the devil mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff.
0: It's a it's a twisty
1: road. It's a twisty road.
0: There are a lot of really interesting documentaries about this, some of them better than others. And great books mm-hmm. and all kinds of things that you can watch. I would recommend the more modern documentaries. Yeah, some of the older... Have the more updated information. Yeah, some of the older stuff, the the historicity of them <laughs> is in question. Yeah, a little bit. Sometimes just because they're working from old information. Right, exactly. th- That's been described. They're still interesting, but um, you don't want to take it as gospel. As
1: gospel, you want to watch something that's more current that has updated info. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I guess to start with the way way back, and we'll work the our way, way up way to, to the way way back. Salem and and etc.
1: Way way. Well, we know that witchcraft and conjuring and mm-hmm. magic it was from the ancient time. I mean, it right. it as far Things back that
0: we now consider witchcraft.
1: Exactly, there were actually law codes found in both Egypt and Babylonia. In fact, in the Code of Hammurabi, which is the 18th century BCE, there is this, which I thought was right, fascinating. Yeah.
0: There are lots of laws enshrined uh, in various cultures about mm-hmm. the legalities of witchcraft, but usually it's just saying, if you do it, you're, you've are you done a crime. Right. This one's much more interesting. It's
1: very interesting. And th- again, this is from the Code of Hammurabi, which was Babylonian, I believe. says, If a man has put a spell upon another man, and it is not yet justified, he upon whom the spell is laid shall go to the holy river. Into the holy river shall he plunge. If the holy river overcome him, and he is drowned, the man who put the spell on him shall take possession of his house. If the holy river declares him innocent, and he remains unharmed, the man who laid the spell shall be put to death. He that plunged into the river shall take possession of the house of him who laid the spell upon him.
0: So basically, it was completely okay to do a witchcraft as long as you were 100% sure you had a justified cause and the holy river would hold up. It's end. At least according to this <laughs> law.
1: That, as far as I could find, mm-hmm. is one of the earliest laws mm-hmm. about witchcraft. I was looking further and it said in Greek law. They, they really don't have any recorded laws per se from ancient Greek that are surviving. But there is a case of a woman who plotted to murder her husband with pharmacon, which mm-hmm. uh, pharmakeia was, uh, you know, poisons, but also translated as sorcery or uh, things of that nature, included in witchcraft. Depending right. on how you translate it. It's
0: it's context dependent. Yeah,
1: context <laughs> dependent. There was also a detailed account of theorists of Lemnos who was executed along with her children in 338 BCE for casting harmful drugs and incantations. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the pharmaca, you know, pharmakeia or pharmacon, I think was the word. Has to do with potions and poisons right. and By which things of that they nature. They meant
0: basically early medicine. Yeah,
1: yeah. But if it killed someone, <laughs> right, you might be accused or, of being a witch,
0: <laughs> or not even necessarily. If it killed someone, sometimes just if you took the medicine and it didn't work, mm-hmm. or you took the medicine and you got sick with something else, mm-hmm. or you took the medicine and your cow died or mm-hmm. whatever.
1: Yep. And then Roman law, four fifty one B C E. There were laws against incantations and spells if they if those incantations and spells were meant to harm crops. Mm-hmm. And then in 331, 170 women were executed for creating an epidemic.
0: Yes, which was not a well-received, like the, the rest of the community did not approve of what happened. Exactly.
1: But. In fact, Livy describes it as an unprecedented persecution mm-hmm. that happened in Rome. They had never seen anything quite like it. But here was the interesting thing that we talked about mm-hmm. earlier this afternoon that I did not know. It said persecution of witches and witchcraft practices continued in the Roman Empire until the late 4th century CE when Christianity became a state religion.
0: And the church basically said, there's only one God, therefore, all your superstitions are bullshit. None of the stuff you talk about is possible, ergo, witches don't exist, so there is no crime to commit. Mm-hmm. And the church basically said... Witches are impossible, so we can't kill any.
1: And that was true for about the first 1,300 years of the church Mm -hmm. history, which is why they continued to allow, you know, they would Christianize the holidays, Mm -hmm. but they would still allow people to hold on to their their traditions and their rituals. Their folklore. Their folklore, their folk magic.
0: Because the position, the official doctrinal Mm -hmm. position was magic doesn't exist. Yep. Any... Effect that can't be explained by the science we know of at the time mm-hmm. is de facto a miracle mm-hmm. perpetrated by God.
1: Exactly. Opinion did not start changing until the start of the Spanish Inquisition, and that was the like, Inquisition. Uh-huh. What? The a
0: Inquisition. And the thing about the Inquisition that I think is overlooked sometimes is it was not originally started Mm-mm. to. To persecute or find no. witches, mm-hmm. it was specifically intended to root out Christian heresy. Mm-hmm. It was it was supposed to be like an internal police
1: procedure. But here's the interesting thing: a certain man who was part of the Inquisition was tasked to look for witches, basically, and so a lot of what he did during his time with the Inquisition was about finding heretics who were practicing witchcraft, their their folk beliefs and stuff. It was the author of the Malleus Maleficarum.
0: Yes. So before this, before the Inquisitions, because there were multiple Inquisitions, they were specific to regions like there was a german yeah. inquisition there was the spanish inquisition right. there was an italian and french inquisitions and they all ran differently and had different focuses mm-hmm. the german inquisitions ended up being particularly bad for witches mm-hmm. or quote witches like the the french and italian inquisitions really focused on heresy mm-hmm. and did not pursue witchcraft as much mm-hmm. the german Inquisition was particularly bad for that. But prior to the Inquisitions getting off the ground, there had been sort of a shift in not doctrine, but in philosophy mm-hmm. in the church, thanks to, in in part, to the writings of Thomas Aquinas, mm-hmm. who put forth a more, not mystical, but a, a more active spiritual life mm-hmm. as possible. Although the official... Doctrinal position was still that magic and witches were impossible and therefore didn't exist. There was sort of a, an underlying movement, an increasing thought or acceptance of the possibility right. that the devil was like an active force that could do things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where Mr. Malleus Maleficarum gets off the ground.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and he was also he was commissioned by Pope Innocent the 8th, I forget which one, one. of the Innocents, innocents through a papal bull to use his authority mm-hmm. in the Inquisition or one of the Inquisitions to look for witches within the church. Yeah. And that's also what he used to val- to validate his book.
0: Okay, so actually he lies. Is he, he? He lies. Lie? So his first printing of the Malleus yeah. Maleficarum doesn't, very doesn't go very well. Mm-hmm. It's not very popular. It's not well received. So the Gutenberg Press has recently been invented. Yes, which by
1: the way we should say the Malleus Maleficarum was first published in 1487. Yes.
0: There's not so much like literary criticism at the time, mm-hmm. but it's not... It's not well received by other church officials and authorities. Mm. So he does a second printing. Mm -hmm. And in the second printing, he changes a few things. He makes it more accessible to lay people. Mm -hmm. And he he
1: includes that insert. He
0: includes the insert of the papal bull from Pope Innocent. Mm -hmm. But it is contested whether that was actually given to him for this purpose, mm. or whether he just like knew what they were supposed to look like and just did and made up one. He always claimed he claims that yes.
1: authority because he used it previously. Yes,
0: but but it was not for this. No, not for this. this it was, text. It was specifically for the Inquisition. Exactly. So he uses a papal bull that was delivered to him for another purpose. Yeah, he uses it for this second tangentially related purpose and so the the Vatican has opinions about yep. that
1: and he wanted the very purpose of the Malleus Maleficarum was to put forth an argument that witches exist mm-hmm. that they are in collusion with the devil and they are their sole purpose is to kill poison destroy and sow chaos into, in Christendom in Christendom and that they were heretics and they had it to be rooted out. And it is misogynistic to the extreme. Standard yeah, for the That was standard. But I mean, his uh, there are there are people who, who studied it now who believe his goal was not just against witches per se, but he, he wanted to wipe out as many women as he could.
0: We'll agree to disagree on We can that. disagree
1: on that. But that's, that is what some people believe, based on what they've read.
0: I think what's, l- what's more likely... I don't think he was like... I mean, I don't think he was a feminist. But I, I think it. feminist readings of him focus on the misogyny in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I think what it, it, it... like. It's not like he was trying to wipe out women. Mm-hmm. I think he thought women... And this is something you're going to see carried in through other witchcraft trials mm-hmm. and, and witch hunts. Is that there's a perception in the strains of Christianity where this tends to happen, that women are more susceptible to the devil because of the original sin, because of Eve, because of weak and fragile female bodies being poor vessels to house souls. Poor women. Um, I think it's less that, that like he just hates women mm-hmm. than that he thinks women are just more likely to be susceptible
1: well, is, to the devil. That is definitely what he was what he was saying, and that, that was
0: way. and that was like that
2: you're
1: more likely to find a woman to be
2: a witch exactly. than a man.
0: And and that was just sort of accepted spiritual doctrine. Mm-hmm. So, so my I,
2: understanding was that Kramer mm-hmm. didn't like the sexual appetite that women were displaying at the time, and also that's that, yeah. part yeah. of <laughs> the reason why he did what he did.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a it was a an attack against moral
1: decay. Right. Jenna yeah. says, women are horny for Satan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of what yep. he was saying. Yeah. These loose women. Loose, loose women. Yeah. So, so yeah, so he starts and because Malleus Maleficarum the second printing, yes. which appears to have the backing of the Roman Catholic uh-huh. Church.
0: And which is, he writes it a little differently. He yeah. changes the language so that it's more accessible, more accessible to, common to, people. to common people. Because he's basically trying, because he knows the church authorities don't agree with him, he's trying to get no. Normal people to do witch hunts for him, Basically. And so what happens is in Europe...
1: Mm-hmm. Witch hunts begin. You know, uh, people start.
0: Uh, it, take, it takes a little bit to really get bit. off the ground. Like the mm-hmm. 1600s is where it really picks up. Mm-hmm.
1: And so you start seeing in Europe, you start seeing more and more people being accused of witchcraft, mm-hmm. being burned, being hanged, mm-hmm. being tortured. Because that's what the a carm was. Oh, yeah. That was it was a, a manual. For torturing, for torturing people. For and, torturing and forcing people
0: to confess to witchcraft. It's for extracting confessions. Yes. Because they wouldn't say they forced a confession. They say they extracted a confession, Mm -hmm. which doesn't sound ominous at all. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah. Um, Because it was written for lay people, Mm -hmm. it was a lot easier for like, not even just normal people, Mm -hmm. but for local local pastors and stuff to pick it up and be like, oh, we should add this to our our local laws and ordinances and stuff. It would affect a lot of small folk. But it would also like even on very grand scales. King James. Yeah, I was just gonna start talking about, about
1: James. Okay, King James the first. He was from Scotland mm-hmm. initially, which
0: Scotland is another area where the witch hunts were absolutely terrible. They had started, they had and that's
1: started James. Witnesses they had, they had them. started. And essentially, the story goes that he, you know, he had a bride over in Denmark, Anne, and and she was supposed to come to him. The weather was so bad; she almost capsized. Yeah, she
0: was supposed to come on three occasions, and and there were three three separate storms uh, all three
1: times. Exactly. So then he decided to go get her, Mm -hmm. and it had the same effect. Had terrible, terrible storms. And by the time he gets to Denmark, they have uh, basically decided that it was witches who uh, who cast these spells, who conjured up these spells, and they present him with, you know, evidence, and these witches, they force these witches to confess their plot. And they do... Uh, and they extracted it. Yes, they yes. extracted confessions right. from these witches. They end up executing these and women, and they accused others to being part of this
0: coven that were out to kill the king. So the, the big dramatic part of this is that The man who was supposed to arrange Anne's transportation Mm -hmm. was a man called Earl Bothwell. The accused witches claim that Bothwell conspired with them Or that the devil told them to do this for Bothwell. Mm -hmm. Or that, you know, so they brought up his name multiple times. Mm -hmm. And James was already annoyed with Bothwell Mm -hmm. because he had told him it would be, like, exorbitantly expensive to take this other route to get Anne to Mm -hmm. Scotland. Which is why James ended up going on his own. And so Bothwell is accused of witchcraft on the basis of of this, quote, spectral evidence. And goes into exile and spends the next, like, 15 years essentially accused of treason and actually now trying to kill the king.
1: Mm -hmm. James becomes convinced that witchcraft is a thing and that he has been targeted by Mm -hmm. witches. And he brings that back to Scotland where they've already started, you know, their own... Version of uh, tracking down witches and yes. and killing them, but then when he becomes king of England, mm-hmm. at some point he writes a book in 1597. He wrote a book called Demonology,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he was a he was the first and only monarch to write a book of this nature.
0: He's not their usual pastime, right?
1: And he wanted to uh, basically persuade people that they existed and how you could properly use the law mm-hmm. to prove who was a witch who was not a witch mm-hmm. he changed things uh, apparently after he wrote this book he changed laws to allow the testimony of children mm-hmm. and to
0: to admit spectral to evidence admit spectral evidence instead of physical evidence mm-hmm. and we should maybe clarify because it's going to come up later yep spectral evidence is when basically one of the accusers just says that they can see the witch doing something. Right, right. It's a vision. Yeah. They can feel it. They can can, see it. They can see or sense it in it, or they dreamed it. Mm -hmm. So it's any any kind of evidence of witchcraft that doesn't actually leave any evidence. Right. And then
1: the physical evidence they would look for would be the witch's teat, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. or some other mark on the witch's body Mm -hmm. that would indicate interaction with Satan or, or a, a familiar or injuries on the yeah, accused or injuries on the accused that, that they would then claim that the witch had. that's had right or astrally if, or if they found paraphernalia in their homes right you know like if they were somebody who had who did Cold some folk magic, magic, magic yeah. you know there were a, you know because you had cunning men and women you mm-hmm. had healers you had
0: midwives who still
1: used the practices, the traditional
0: practices
1: were sent down through, and they had Now
0: those overwhelmingly, those overwhelmingly do not seem to have been most of the cases, but they probably were some of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: By the 1600s, by 1612, there is this case called the Pendle Witches. And basically what happens is a young woman named Allison Device She gets angry at a peddler who ignores her on the road, and she curses him. And the man basically suffers a a stroke or something as he's walking down the road. And she feels so guilty about this that she realizes, oh my, I really... I'm a witch. I'm a (laughs) witch. And she feels so guilty, she confesses to the authorities Mm -hmm. and then names her entire family... And a bunch of other people as also <laughs> being witches as also being witches. And so ultimately what happens, they have a trial. The nine-year-old daughter of one of the accused basically says, yes, they're all witches. And because she is a child and because King James and demonology has Had said, changed it so that
0: children could testify has said,
1: children can testify all of her family, plus the other individuals that were named mm-hmm. are hanged. Mm-hmm. They're all executed. With the exception of one grandma who died while waiting for trial, mm-hmm. and then interestingly though they don't know what happened to her, to this sister. I think her name was Janet. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what happened to her, but about 15 years or so later, there are registers that were that have that name listed as someone who died in prison under the uh, allegations of being a witch. Mm-hmm. So irony or justice?
0: Uh, neither. <laughs> she was nine. No, well, 15 years later. Yeah, but she was yeah. nine when she accused these this people. This is true. And they
1: don't know why. They, you know, Historians say they don't really know why she accused her family, other than she might have been treated badly. Because apparently her mother reamed her out in court to the point they had to remove
0: her. Mm-hmm. I think it's... Obviously, we can't say for no, sure. No, nobody can say for sure. But we're going to talk later about some... More modern cases mm-hmm. that will discuss child witnesses and mm-hmm. child testimony. So she could have been coerced. She, yeah. Um,
1: she could have been just enjoying
0: the attention. Exactly. She could have been confused. confused. I mean, there's all kinds she of She could things. have been lashing out because children in the... 17th and 16th centuries were not in general treated. Right, exactly.
1: There's a bunch of reasons why. Yeah,
0: we can't say for sure, but she was a nine-year-old child. So whatever the the impulse was, I I don't think she probably deserved to then die there.
2: Visit the Birmingham Violin Studio, where our tiger Kirsten Gill has been teaching violin for anyone ages seven and up for over 20 years. Kirsten tailors each lesson specifically to the student since all of the people are unique individuals with their own learning style. Rather than teaching from a single method or method book, Kristen has a master's of music and violin performance and has played in professional ensembles including Orchestra Iowa, the Florida Grand Opera, the Palm Beach Symphony, and the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra, as well as Casey and the Sunshine Band, the Beach Boys, and a pre-American idol, Kelly Clarkson. Due to social distancing, the Birmingham Violin Studio has pivoted to providing online instruction. And Christian is offering listeners of Three Pagans and a Cat their first two lessons free when they sign up for two months of lessons. Having seen people play violin, I can guarantee to you there is magic involved.
0: Yeah, violin That's is a, a wild hard. instrument, because yeah. like, it doesn't have fretboards and shit. Right, yeah. It's very complicated. It's, yeah. a, lo- it's a very intuitive instrument. Yes. I
1: did want to jump back just a little bit to okay. 1563 okay. in England, when Elizabeth I and her parliament passed the Witchcraft Act okay. of England.
0: Yes, which would be in place for a long, long a time. A long time.
1: Conjurations, enchantments, and witchcrafts. Mm-hmm. Illegal. Homicide by witchcraft, uh, which was one in five uh, murder cases at the time, I mm-hmm. guess, were attributed to witchcraft. Those were the ones that were have a death
0: sentence. One fifth of murders thought to be the result of right? witchcraft.
2: Yeah. Well, homicide by witchcraft—that seem to be a fucking TV show,
0: right? <laughs> SBU <I know>.
2: witchcraft. <laughs>
1: Ha-ha. But this was interesting, though. At that time, that was only only death or physical harm right. was punished by death. Minor witchcrafts Mm -hmm. could be punished. Misdemeanor witchcrafts witchcrafts could be punished by fines or times in jail. Time Mm -hmm. in jail. It wasn't until 1604 with James the First Parliament who got all salty who got all salty about the wi- about the witchcraft.
0: And he apparently had very strong feelings about it. So Anne really? of Denmark actually tried to intercede on behalf of some of the accused witches because mm-hmm. she was like, no, honey, storms just happened. Yeah. But James got he so... Was all he That's what
2: Gemma said too, but nobody believes Gemma yeah. either.
0: James got so <laughs> pissed off that Anne was interceding on behalf yeah. of these accused witches that she let it go. She just dropped it.
1: And what they did, what James and his parliament did was expand the Witchcraft Act to include the death penalty for invoking, conjuring, or communing with demons or spirits, familiars, the devil, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how spectral evidence came to be and why so many more witches were then condemned it was much and easier, executed.
0: It's much easier to... Convict somebody of witchcraft if you can admit spectral evidence. Exactly, exactly. Although, Cotton Mather, who will be a preacher later, does say, don't put more weight on spectral evidence than it can support. So
2: Hold on, can I read something real quick? Okay, sure. Dragon of Yang. In the criminal justice system, magically based offenses are considered <laughs> especially heinous. In great London city, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad. Known as the magical victim, Janet. These are their stories.
1: Oh my God, I want this TV show so much.
0: <laughs> no, destroy police procedurals. Oh, okay, okay. All right.
1: But anyway, <laughs> that's hilarious. Thank you. Very um, good job, Dragon of Yang. Excellent. I do think it's important to note <laughs> that in these centuries these what from the 16th to the 17th century is where it was strongest. Right. They in estimate Europe. that uh, in Europe anywhere between 50 000, uh, the numbers
0: the numbers I've read are between 40 and 60,000. Between
1: 40 and 60,000 people were executed for witchcraft. For witchcraft, Germany was the epicenter first. of executions occurred in Germany. But, of course, that's where Malleus Maleficarum was published and most widely distributed. Most
0: widespread, because the Gutenberg press was Mm -hmm. also there. They uh, they described the peasants in Germany as the most terrified people on earth.
1: mm -hmm. But then, when James uh, introduces his demonology... Mm -hmm. And it spreads to England. It spreads to England. And the interesting thing to me is that Malius Malificarum, written by a Roman Catholic priest. Yes. But it was accepted by Protestants.
0: Yeah, they, so there's actually been a lot of discussion. It was during the Protestant Reformation.
1: They, they adopted w- wholesale it. Wholesale adopted, adopted it, yeah. everything it said. And,
0: and there's been a lot of discussion actually back and forth between Catholics and Protestants about which one was worse mm-hmm. about persecuted witches. And the evidence basically says both equally.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's really interesting. And then there is another in 1629, Richard Burr, I think, maybe I could have the name wrong, who wrote a manual on witch hunting, mm-hmm. which inspired Matthew Hopkins, yes. who became the Witchfinder General. Yes. And he and his posse,
0: they killed a lot of people. Yes. They they just rode throughout Just rode through towns, towns. quote, identifying witches, Mm -hmm. torturing them, extracting confessions, Mm -hmm. and carrying out executions. Exactly. And it is important
1: to note that even throughout all this time, with the Malleus Maleficarum and Mm -hmm. demonology and all of the executions and... And, and accusations flying around mm-hmm. everywhere uh, against people being as witches. There were detractors. Like
0: ants. Yes. There, and there were... There were, uh, there were actually lots of people. Lots of people. Who thought this was bullshit. Mm-hmm. They just weren't often the people in the highest positions right. of authority. But
1: there were lots of... There were books and treatises mm-hmm. and uh, published... Yeah. material going out all the time.
0: Con- there were lots and lots, lots of, of pamphlets,
1: lots of people saying, no, this is wrong. This is, you know, and saying why, you know, what, what, the-
0: and then those people frequently were accused of being witches. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Stepping forward a little bit further. Right. Right to february so, 1692 yeah so by this time
0: the early 1600s are sort of the the start of the decline of yeah. the witch hunts mm-hmm. in, europe. in europe and and, uh,
1: and but it's and, still kind of going it's still go, but it's
0: massively no, declined in europe but in england it's still a little bit a little bit yes yeah. but it's it's massively declined in yeah, europe massive v- much more widely regarded as like a. Uh, stain on history yeah
1: yeah um, kind of an embarrassment yeah people. so
0: by the time we get to 1692 mm-hmm. witch trials in general mm-hmm. are not common anymore right there's still the witchcraft act in England yes and there are still trials happening there but not but to not the anywhere near the extent that like James the fr- right. set up
1: yeah witch finder, the witchfinder general who I believe was working under Charles the first mm-hmm. that had gone And had away. declined that had declined but <laughs> In 1692, Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, who were in Salem. Yes, in Salem, Massachusetts, which actually was Salem Village.
0: Yeah, so there was Salem Village and Salem Town. Right. And there was a lot of contention between Mm -hmm. Salem Village and Salem Town. Yep. The atmosphere of this whole area was just bad and they had just
1: gotten out of the the wars with the indigenous peoples mm-hmm. and so
0: they had had a lot of trouble keeping a parish priest in salem mm-hmm. village they were on their fourth priest in mm-hmm. like as many years yes yeah.
1: pastor whatever they call them because they these were protestant people these yeah, were yeah. i think puritans essentially they were yeah. they were puritans and uh samuel paris was the current pastor of Salem village ministers.
0: Ministers, ministers rather
1: was the current minister of Salem village. And it was his daughter and niece mm-hmm. perhaps, but they started acting weird. They, they started having like, they had spells if you will. <laughs> fits. fits. They started having fits. They eventually called the doctor who couldn't figure out what was going on. So he uh, diagnosed them as being afflicted by an evil hand.
0: Yeah. In other words, he basically said they've been witched. Witch.
1: <laughs> find a witch. I don't know what's wrong with them. Find a witch. And it started to get worse. They would have convulsions and spit and do all kinds of mm-hmm. weird things. But then it started moving
0: into other households. And it, notably, this was all their friends. Mm-hmm. It was so Young all girls. All of the accusers, all of the girls mm-hmm. were friends of the parish. Girls. I think it was a group of about five or six yeah. girls. They were between the ages
1: I think of eleven and maybe fourteen. I like think the oldest was seventeen. Seventeen. So they were young, okay, young girls. Mm-hmm. And you gotta remember this was like a really repressive time. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of tension, a lot of turmoil. And, and, like and I children said, were not meant to be seen. Yeah, no, the parents were they were
0: children are not meant to be seen or heard. Yeah, they were just <laughs> They are to know, be obedient automatons until they reach a certain Adulthood, age. yeah,
1: essentially, until the girls were married off and the boys mm-hmm. started whatever. Inherited whatever. Inherited whatever. These girls started accusing people. Because they were like, well, oh, what is wrong? Tell us what's wrong. Yeah, so so
0: they asked. Who, who is afflicting you?" They asked the girls after this doctor was like, I don't know what's wrong with them. Asked, ask a witch. They asked the girls, yeah, like, who's who's attacking who you? Attacking who's doing who's this, who's this to you? you? And they said, "Tituba." Who was, who was servant. the slave yeah. of yeah. Samuel Parrish. Yep.
1: From mm. Haiti, if I remember correctly. No. Was it Haiti?
0: No. She was, a, we're not sure exactly where she came from because okay. bad record keeping. Okay. She's from Haiti in the plays. Oh, in the plays. But okay. her, her actual history is we think she might have been from Barbados or from somewhere okay. in South America.
1: Okay. Yeah, so she was
0: named and... Yes. And then tortured mm-hmm. and, quote confessed Mm -hmm. and in her confession she also accused two other women who were sarah good and sarah osborne yes of being witches who Mm -hmm. had forced her to become a witch Mm -hmm, exactly
1: and i thought i'm I may be remembering this wrong, but somebody may have given Tituba a
0: witch's cake. So she claimed she made the witch's cake. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. But her confessions were very inconsistent because they probably right. weren't real confessions. No,
1: they, she was just trying to get them to stop torturing her. Because mm-hmm. that's the irony of I think we should say of the of the Salem witch trials in particular is that if you confessed and named and and said you were heartily sorry and would <laughs> never practice witchcraft again. And named other people, mm-hmm. you would generally be let go.
0: Now, Tichiba was not. No. Tichiba was kept in prison because Samuel Parrish refused to pay her jail fee. Mm-hmm. And then she was sold to yep. an unknown person for the cost of her jail fee.
1: That's right. And we don't know what happened We've, to her. We
0: have no idea what happened to, to her. She's lost to history
1: after that. But Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne went on to be tried. Also tortured. Tortured. I believe they they named some people or mm-hmm. did they not because they were both hanged
0: sarah osborne i think named someone i yeah. believe sarah good did not okay
1: uh all i know is that sarah good she gave birth in prison the, yes. the baby died because she was you know she was pregnant and, and she, also and she
0: was hanged sarah good's five-year-old daughter was also accused of being a I witch by Sarah the girls. Was, no, was it, Sarah it Good? is Dorothy Good. Okay. The, sometimes written incorrectly as Dorcas Good, mm-hmm. who was the daughter of Sarah Good, who was four years old at the time she was accused by the girls because the girls, having succeeded with Tituba and yep. these other women, went on to accuse many other people. Hundred,
1: like a yeah. hundred other people. Well, hundred and fifty. Yeah. Between 1692 and May of February and May 1693, mm-hmm. when the governor of massachusetts brought it to an end 150 people were accused of witchcraft Mm -hmm. nineteen people were murdered Mm -hmm. i'll say it right there they were murdered they were ha- they were executed quote unquote as witches not
0: all of them were hanged some of them no, died in another way yes
1: there uh, one was pressed mm-hmm. so just horrible things happened to these people uh, but the governor decided to call a halt to it when his own wife was accused uh-huh. so he put a, he put the kibosh on it and Eventually, over time, people began to realize, "Hey, maybe we were wrong."
0: You know, maybe we fucked up that. really bad. Uh-huh. One of the accusers, one of the girls, yep. Anne Putnam, Anne Putnam, Putnam. Ann Putnam Junior. I think. Yeah made an apology yep. years later. She's the only one, I think. She's the only one who ever apologized. She claimed that she had been influenced by the devil to yes. do this. She still
1: believes so in she, the devil. So she
0: she did not in any way take responsibility, but no. she did apologize for yeah. all the people she got killed. Yeah. She had been one of the most aggressive accusers and mm-hmm. directly personally accusing 62 people. Right. So, wow. yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And they they, you know, they've had theories of why were these girls doing this. Mm-hmm. One, some say People say it was because of the attention. Because in such a repressed society, yeah. these girls were the most important people of the day.
0: And, and people were listening to exactly. them. Exactly. Anything they said was taken as, as the truth. As the truth. And spectral
1: evidence was brought into play during this. So if uh, one of the accused would look at them during the trial, mm-hmm. suddenly they, would, be they, att- would, have they would see her spirit, and her spirit would be attacking them. Mm-hmm.
0: On one occasion, this is like, and these trials went on for mm-hmm. months as just an example of how highly regarded these girls' words were during this time mm-hmm. one of the girls claimed that in court that she was being attacked by one of the the accused mm-hmm. that she was being attacked with a knife and that the knife had broken and here she had a piece of the witch knife mm-hmm. and a man who was local who was watching the trial, stood up Mm -hmm. and said, no, I broke my knife yesterday. She saw it happen. That's a piece of my knife. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, she must have picked it up off off the street. That's a piece from my knife. And the judge admonished her for exaggerating. But otherwise took her testimony as true. mm -hmm.
1: And I think it is also important to note, and this is where Cotton Mather can be brought Uh in. I cannot remember right off the top of my head the name of the accused. He was hanged. George Burroughs, I Mm -hmm. think. George Burroughs. He had been a minister. Yes,
0: he had been a minister in Salem Village. In Salem Village.
1: Did not, was not liked. It did not go well. Did not go well. But George Burroughs was accused of being a witch. He, of course, forcefully denied. Mm -hmm. And because he did not confess and report others, he was tortured tortured and he was hanged. But as they were preparing to hang him, and he had to watch all these other people get Mm -hmm. hanged before him, which, just so you guys know, it was a torturous death.
0: Yeah, this was not like a nice snap your neck and no, your hanging you you
1: would basically strangle for 20 minutes they yeah. they said it was a horrifying they were raid. doing
0: bad hangings it was mm-hmm. very
1: bad but he stood up and looked at the people who were gathered to watch his execution mm-hmm. and gave one of the most eloquent speeches of why what they were doing was wrong and that he was innocent and then he perfectly recited the lord's prayer mm-hmm. word for word no mistake he was a minister obviously he was a minister. And so the crowd moved by his first by his speech, and then... And then, like, could a, could a witch do that? Because, because a witch is not supposed to be able to speak the Lord's Prayer.
0: They're supposed to stumble They're over it. They're supposed
1: to stumble over it. They started moving forward. They, there was clamoring, and they, they actually moved forward to try to prevent his hanging. And Cotton Mather stepped in, and he said... But do you not know that Satan can appear as an angel of light? Of course, George Burroughs is is able to recite the Lord's Prayer perfectly because he is an agent of the devil and he is an angel of light. And so George Burroughs ended up getting hanged mm-hmm. because Cotton Mather saw that that the crowd was was shifting, shifting, and so he made sure that man was hanged.
0: So. He came from a family line, essentially, mm-hmm. of witch hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, his father, Increase Mathers, because...
1: had great names he had back the then.
0: Most amazing <laughs> names. Increase Mathers had written a book about how to identify witches. And his son, Cotton Mather, mm-hmm. had written a companion book, essentially, to yes. his fathers, which was more popular. He was very he had a very charismatic... And he had, if you read the, the text of, of this book... He had a very compelling style. Mm-hmm. It's an easy read. Mm-hmm. It's a like a even today, mm-hmm. in today's language, it's an easy read. It's a good read. Right. So it was very popular and well received. Cotton Mather's this like weird. He absolutely wanted to kill people. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely wanted to kill George Burroughs and yeah. anyone else he thought was a witch. If he thought they were a witch, he
1: wanted them to be hanged.
0: But he would also like, he was keenly aware of public perception. Uh huh. What is it called? The optics? The optics, yeah. He, he was-, was very aware of the optics. Yeah. So if he thought, that a local authority did something that would be just a little too far over the line for public sentiment to continue supporting him he would like try to pull them back Mm -hmm. but he had driven up this fervor so high that he couldn't anymore right so like there are some really interesting letters from cotton mather like like i mentioned earlier talking about the spectral evidence where he's like It's great that you have all this spectral evidence and it's absolutely admissible in court, but Mm -hmm. don't rely too much on it because it doesn't look so great when you're convicting someone on the basis of just things People say, "Look, to try to find evidence. physical evidence to prove... Like a that- witch's mark exactly. on her body. Uh, so y- there are some fascinating letters where you can sort of watch... That's you me. can see him watching the dominoes fall mm-hmm. and realizing that they are going to converge on his house eventually. Yeah,
2: yeah. Increase Mather was born and died in Massachusetts, and he was... A very influential clergyman. Right. And was on the board of the colony during the Salem Witch Trials. Mm. right?
0: And I think he got Cotton's book published. He
2: did, indeed. Yep. And he was also, for 20 years, the president of Harvard College.
0: Uh, Of course he was. Of course
2: he was. (laughs) (laughs) What happened both in Europe and in England
1: and then later in Salem... was hysteria? There, it, that's how it's, it's often described. It's yeah. described as this this panic driven hysteria. Some people used it for for a, personal a, gain. A personal gain for if they like, many of the accused were in disputes with their neighbors, or they picked on people who were considered on the fringe of society, who were crabby old grannies, or or um know,
0: beggars were beggars.
1: Dead. You know, all of the, you know. It was often people who. Were looked down upon in society. Mm-hmm. There's this underlying fervor colors each of these varying incidents that happened, especially in Salem. There was this weird. There's a lot of energy.
0: There's a lot of debate about why Salem blew up quite the way mm-hmm. it did. So there are like there are some biological theories. Like there's a theory that maybe the rye was fungus. contaminated yeah. with uh, a fungus that that contains the root element of LSD. Mm-hmm. But the amount. I've done some studies on this. The amount of rye that, it would that they would have had to consume mm-hmm. to have actually hallucinatory effects would be you know, absurd. And then you've got those social scientists who believe
1: it was the repressed society and these young women mm-hmm. and girls just sort of acting out, acting out because they were, be, as we were saying, they were being listened to. They were popular mm-hmm. as far as like you know they were the stars of the exactly, day. Yeah. You know they were the rock stars. And
0: they could they could very much determine someone's fate. Exactly. They're they had they they. they Suddenly, went from being powerless children to, to having in- literally holding people's lives in their hands. Exactly, and they did not use that power responsibly.
1: No, exactly. A scubus asks, "Was this basically an early version of the Satanic Panic?" And there are there, there are, are parallels. parallels.
2: Speaking of witchcraft, <laughs> join our tire crystal at Apothecary Teas. This shop produces fragrant, aesthetically beautiful teas to delight all the senses with handcrafted tea blends from white. To red to green. This week, Ode recommends Persephone's Descent with flavors of black tea, ginger, rosemary, hibiscus, and pomegranate. Find them at apothecaryteastore.com or on Facebook at Apothecary Teas, LLC.
0: Persephone's Descent has been recommended before, but like, listen to Mm. that list. Oh,
1: good so good. Now, we have some interesting questions. Yellow Kiwi asks, was it a sexist thing in general against women or was racism a motivator as well?
0: So, with the Salem Witch Trials, the only instance where racism could have been a motivator was with, with Tituba, yeah. because she was a slave. Everyone else who was accused was white and part of the community. Right. But in Europe and in England, you know, previous
1: to this, it, there, you know, there is some reason to believe that there was some sexism going on, because a lot lot of women were were the ones who were being tried and hanged
0: racism as we understand it in the modern day is a relatively new phenomenon mm-hmm. that's not to say that ethnic groups were not persecuted they absolutely were so like during the european witch trials there absolutely were ethnic groups especially that were persecuted mm-hmm. jews especially were mm-hmm. often accused of witchcraft and end of consorting with Satan, Mm -hmm. and that led to many pogroms. So anti-Semitism was sometimes an underlying factor, Mm -hmm. Um, but racism as we currently understand it, in the United States especially, was not... So much a thing. More classism than racism, says Rabbit. And that's that's, that's more accurate. That's yeah. more accurate. It was, it was attacking people who were <laughs> part of the underclass. And race was less a factor of that. And ethnic group was less a factor of that mm-hmm. than, than economic status. And,
1: and there was, you know, Roanoke says another party on it was one person wanting another person's lands or property. Mm-hmm. Simply accusing folks of being witches in order to get their properties after their death. That kind of thing.
0: We're, we're reasonably sure that Samuel Parrish did that. Mm-hmm. Or Samuel Paris in the Salem Witch Trials did that. A lot of the testimonies from the the girls are mm-hmm. written in the same hand and contain a lot of. A lot of very similar language.
1: I forget which one it was. Was it Sarah Good or Sarah Osborne that was in contention with Paris over land? It was Sarah Osborne, I think. Yeah, her and her husband, who, by the way, her husband turned on her. Yes. And accused her of being a witch. No, that was Sarah Good. Well, I know, but he said, yes, she's a witch, basically.
0: Sarah Good was destitute. She had married a man who died and left William Poole, who died and left her in a lot of debt. Right. Um, and then she married William again, good, and they were just extremely poor, poor and they were reliant on the charity of their neighbors. And I think that's part of the, reason, part of the that reason they were.
1: The other thing that you have to keep in mind, too, especially with the Salem witch trials, is that these people were not released, even if they were exonerated. They were not released from jail until they could pay their jail fees. Yes, and so people had to sell their property. They had, you know, their families had to to sell everything in order to pay the fees uh, for to get their family out of jail. So yeah, and
0: that was if they could afford it at all.
1: And that's the thing: a lot of people languished and and mm-hmm. died in prison, never having actually gone to trial. Yep. Even after they were exonerated, because they couldn't get out. Yep. The Witchcraft Act was basically in play until the 1950s mm-hmm. in, in
0: England. Which we mentioned before, Which because <laughs> mentioned before. The, the witchcraft act being struck down was mm-hmm. what inspired Gerald Gardner to, to come forward and finally about, write his book. That's
1: right, and to speak publicly mm-hmm. about witchcraft and Wicca and things of that nature. And in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. witchcraft, Wicca, the occult... Mm -hmm. Was becoming very popular Mm -hmm. and very. It was very interesting to people. It was gaining ground. It was gaining ground, but at the same time, you had things like the Manson cult murders. Mm -hmm. You had Anton LaVey, who wrote his Satanic Bible and began the Church of Satan in 1966. Spooked a lot of people. Spooked a lot of people. You had 1971, William Pierre Blatty's The Exorcist, which we talk about in our Ouija episode. Yes. <laughs> and then in 73, that film came
0: out. The Exorcist has so much to so answer much for. So much
1: to answer for, but listen <laughs> to the Ouija board episode. And then in 1972, Carr, you'll remember this, Satan Cellar by Mike Warnke.
2: Oh, geez. What, yeah.
0: was, this? what was this? Tell me about Tell this. About I've never Mike
2: heard of this Warnke. one. So, Christmas.
0: <laughs> this, one's new, this one's new to me.
2: Mike Warnke was... A, I don't know, what do you call him? A Christian comedian who claimed to have been a high priest in Satanism as well as a major drug dealer while in college and based a lot of his quote unquote comedy stories On that, to bring people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mike was, uh, for lack of a better term, a charlatan who made all that shit up.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh boy.
2: Yeah, all disproven. Uh, there was actually a, a Christian magazine that was out uh, that was put out by Chapuza, Jesus People USA in Chicago. <gasps> And they basically called out a lot of people who were oh, full of bullshit. Yep. So they did. They called out Mike. It was a huge article. They probably... At the time, I was friends with Mike Warnke. Oh no. And yeah. um, had known him for years. And actually, after the article came out, I went to his house. Uh huh. He lived in Kentucky at the time. And said,
0: "What the fuck?" <laughs> he
2: basically, yeah, and he wouldn't even see me. He wouldn't come to the door. Oh, my God. His fifth wife at the time told me that rose. he was unable okay. to no rose was gone oh, at she this was point gone yeah yep yeah, yeah. so but rose apparently put him up to a lot All of right. that because yeah, you know. she would it would make it more entertaining for people uh-huh. if you used to be a high satanic <laughs> priest boy. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So,
1: remember, so 1972, we got Satan Seller. Right. right. We got, you know, Mike Warnke out there. And this
0: is before he's been revealed as a right. fraud. Right.
1: This is the 70s. Yeah. And then you also have to include John Todd, Herschel Smith, and David Hanson, who also proclaimed to be former Satanists. And they claimed that there was this satanic cabal government and in police forces and stuff that you could find Satanists everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they were these secret cults. Underground. Underground. Right. Yeah. Covens everywhere. And Jack Chick was was promoting mm-hmm. these uh <laughs> We've talked about yeah, Jack Chick have, have, have we talked about Jack yeah, Chick on the
0: podcast? Because we have, we have. if not, Jack Chick sucks. And he's he dead now and thank God. Yes, he wrote
1: numerous tracts, Christian tracts, that uh promoted this idea of satanic conspiracy, you know, anything against the occult, mm-hmm. you know, all this kind of stuff. Not
0: just that. He hates he yeah. everything.
1: But then you also have to remember at this time, there was the Jonestown Massacre in 1978. They were also dealing with the Zodiac Killer, the Alphabet Killer, Bundy, Gacy, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, a, who claimed to be a satanist.
0: It was a busy time. It was a busy time. A time of high anxiety. Exactly. And then... Once you
1: moved into the '80s, you had AIDS. we had also just come off the Cold War. Yes, we had come off the Cold War, and then in the '80s you had the AIDS epidemic. You had the Tylenol murders. Okay. In 1982, you had the Halloween candy scare, which, by the way, there was only one actual recorded death. And
0: that was, and that was a that man was a,
1: trying to kill his son.
0: That was an, intentional, an poisoning intentional poisoning of his own child. None of that
1: Halloween candy thing has ever that's been all, real. That's it's, all, bullshit. it's all urban legend. Yeah. But then you also had the literalism within Christian Fundamentalism was starting to become a thing with like people like Jerry Falwell and mm-hmm. Pat Robertson and and the Moral Majority and things of that nature Getting and right. Bob Larson, another person that Carl remembers, <laughs> you <laughs> need also, too many people who also promoted satanic conspiracies. Mm-hmm. He promoted this whole idea. You want to talk about Bob Larson?
2: No, not really. He <laughs> okay. was a radio talk show host in Christianity who was an asshole, and uh, God, I hope he's dead now. That's a terrible thing to say, but I really do. I think he is, actually. but um, I don't
0: Listen, think- I was delighted when Jack Chick died. Yeah.
2: Mike Warnke's not dead, so no shit. Larson's still alive. I'm
0: pretty sure he is. Anyway,
2: did. he'll live forever for whatever reason. I don't know. What do you want to call him? He was big into the, like, you know, rock music is sending kids to hell right. and Satanism mm-hmm. is everywhere. All and the kids. Witchcraft the reason, is, yeah.
0: He's the reason you threw all your albums on the canal. Well, not
2: him. No, that was actually the Peters Brothers. That but, was with
0: uh, Hell's Bells. Yes. And
1: so that's the other thing is, like, you started seeing people like Geraldo Rivera doing a devil worship documentary. a complete fraud, by the complete way. Complete fraud. He did finally apologize for doing that. Oh, delights. Imagine right. my joy. You had Pat Pulling, who blamed Dungeons and Dragons for her son's suicide. You had uh, Frank Peretti, who took normal social Is things. That the of... left
0: behind guy?
2: No. no. Okay.
1: No, he had. He would take real world social issues and put them in the midst of an angelic demonic fight. he write books, though. He did yeah, write yeah, books, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. He read Fiction. some of those yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. This present darkness was, yeah. was a Christian writer. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so you've got in all of this brewing from the 70s and the 80s, the stress, this tension. Mm-hmm. with, And you've got all these people who are promoting this idea of these satanic conspiracies. And in the midst of this, you have, there was a book that was written called Michelle Remembers. Ah, uh,
0: yes. And this she, crime. Yes.
1: And this is uh, a memoir written by a woman who who went to see a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And well, I who, think she, she married, married him. And they're both gone now. I think yeah. they both died. Wrote a memoir through his use of hypnosis and his a new technique of finding, helping her rediscover repressed memories. Yeah she claimed to recovered have
0: recovered memory therapy Yeah, recovered
1: memory therapy he helped create it mm-hmm. and he coined the term satanic ritual abuse to describe the experiences she said she had as a child when she she had been taken for a year and was a uh, held hostage by this underground satanic cult she we don't have to give all, all the details because
0: you know, it's all
1: false it's all false all of it. None of it actually happened. But her book became, their, or their book, because they wrote it together, it essentially became a textbook mm-hmm. for legal professionals and other authorities, even though it had been completely debunked. Completely yeah, debunked. Not a single... Not a single shred of it was true.
0: N- none of the allegations in this book had been though worn
1: out. Neither one of them ever recanted on it, even though it has been proven to be completely false. She was they actually have school records for the year she claims mm-hmm. to have been missing along with another one another memoir called in 1988 called satan's underground also proven false mm-hmm. but these books insisted that secret satanic cults were present everywhere mm-hmm. in every neighborhood and it could even be in your daycare center
0: and wouldn't you know it between 1984 and
1: 1986 Social workers who read Michelle Remembers determined there was a local occult sex ring going on. 26 people were sent to jail because of, even though there was a complete lack of, lack of evidence.
0: There were like a dozen yeah. different instances over the course of like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Of people accusing daycare center workers mm-hmm. of being secret Satanists right. who were ritually abusing their children.
1: Hundreds of people were being accused mm-hmm. all over the country and in Canada. Here's what we need to
0: talk about. And we need to slow down. Okay. So we can talk about it. Okay. Slowing down. Obviously, abuse of children happens. Yes. Absolutely. And it is absolutely important that we listen to children when they tell us that they are being hurt. Mm-hmm that we pay attention to how children feel around our family members. If they don't want to be hugged by Mm -hmm. a particular family member, if they don't want to be left alone with a particular person, it is absolutely important that we pay attention to those signs. Mm -hmm. However children are very susceptible to being led. Yes. So something that they discovered during the interrogations of Mm -hmm. the children in most of these cases Mm -hmm. was that almost none of the interrogators were trained trained or credentialed for interrogating children. Yep. Studies since then on this have Mm -hmm. borne out a few important facts. Mm -hmm. Among them, If you ask a child the same question multiple times, they will assume that the answer they gave you previously was wrong and that's why you're asking again. So they will give you a different answer. They will pay close attention to your body language and your responses to determine what the correct answer is because they're literally biologically primed to want to please Mm -hmm. any kind of authority figure, Mm -hmm. any adult who's talking to them. So even if you're just making reassuring gestures like smiling and nodding mm-hmm. and telling them it's okay and that was good and, what a and good keep job talking you're doing. exactly even if you just give them that kind of feedback when they mm-hmm. tell you what you want to hear they're going to keep telling you that because they want the the good positive feedback so that they know they've responded correctly they're also very very susceptible mm-hmm to children don't know how to answer when adults ask questions that don't make sense. So if an adult asks a child, is red heavier than yellow? The child doesn't recognize that that's a nonsense question. The child assumes that because an adult asked it, there is an answer that is correct somewhere and they just have to find what that answer is. So they'll guess. They'll guess the answer based on context clues and how you react to them. Mm-hmm. And if you keep asking, they'll keep giving different answers until they find the one that you give them a positive response and to. And
1: the person who's asking the questions may feed them some in, some guidance. Exactly. Things like that. And
0: and sometimes they're not even doing that on purpose. No. Sometimes they're just asking and continuing to ask and continuing to ask and providing leading information and saying, well, your friends said this did this happen to you? Do you recognize this? Yep. And in and, some cases And the children pick up the body language yeah. cues about which answer you want. And in
1: some cases, because I was listening to a podcast that I'm gonna recommend at the end of the episode if people want to listen to, is that, you know, they would say, well your friends said this happened. Mm-hmm. And the child would say, "Well, it didn't happen to me." And they said, "But yes, but your friends said it did happen." And
0: it becomes by proxy peer pressure. Yeah, it becomes peer pressure.
1: So, and they'll say, "But it's okay." You and, and the kid will say, "No, it didn't happen to me." And they say, "But it's okay. Your friends said you can tell me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Be brave. You can tell me what happened." It's that kind of coercion. Yeah, and it's been proven that both adults and as well as children,
0: adults are can this can also happen. It can too? happen Absolutely, can
1: be coerced, but it into is, agreeing to whatever the person is telling them
0: happened the issue with children yeah specifically distinct from when this happens with adults is that adults know they're lying yes children haven't finished growing their brains yet Mm -hmm. they're not even consciously aware that they're telling you a lie They're just trying to give you the right answer. Mm -hmm. Because as far as children are aware, there are simply wrong answers and right answers. Much more than truth
1: and lies. And if children think they're pleasing the adult, they will embellish on their answer. Mm
0: -hmm. And so then Megara says, that sounds kind of like gaslighting because you're saying they don't know what they know. And that is absolutely absolutely true. true. If you actually watch the videos of these children being interrogated. Oh, it's... (laughs) It's just gaslighting. It's completely And the kids start the interrogation saying, that didn't happen to me. I don't know what you're talking about. And they end the interrogation with vivid, descriptive details of things that never happened.
1: Mm-hmm. A one young man who was in <laughs> one of these cases, mm-hmm.
0: who he was
1: being asked to accuse his father, he actually was taken from his home, mm-hmm. was put in a foster care home and was uh, was confronted so many times even though he knew it didn't happen he finally agreed because he he thought they would never let him go home yeah so he just said yes this happened because he desperately just wanted to go
0: home and sometimes the interrogators would literally say if you just tell me what happens i'll stop asking 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 questions." questions
1: So, yeah, so there's a lot of dicey stuff that goes on with all of this, especially in the 80s and the early 90s. I think it's important to also note that from books like Michelle Remembers and Satan's Underground, even though they were debunked mm-hmm. completely, um, seminars and programs and other books, all in manuals, were created. And were presented to social workers, psychotherapists, police officers, mm-hmm. teachers, day kids, any authority, any figure. authority figure. They would be going to these to these seminars.
0: Something that may be sort of in the cultural zeitgeist right now, mm-hmm. because of the police brutality we've been dealing with lately, is mm-hmm. the killology, which is that guy who goes around to to police stations, teaching cops to shoot first and ask questions never. The satanic ritual abuse seminars were basically the same thing as Killology. Mm -hmm. They are completely uncredentialed instructors presenting themselves as authorities on this abstract concept Mm -hmm. to teach to authority figures Mm -hmm. in the course of like two weeks pastors were also
1: receiving this so they were teaching this to their congregations i heard about this we had a seminar Uh at our church uh, about satanic ritual abuse Uh and stuff even though in 1992 uh, satanic ritual abuse was completely debunked by the justice department it was still it would take until 1995 and people were still being accused. People were still being said. There are still people in today. jail today yeah. on, on these false allegations from uh, satanic ritual abuse. And one of the things that people forget is these children grow up harmed adults. Yeah. You know, They were harmed as children and through these interrogation techniques to believe that something happened that didn't.
0: And the thing is? some of them still believe it
1: happened yeah and they also said the other murky thing about this is in some of these cases there could have been some genuine genuine sexual abuse but because it got all wrapped up in the satanism and the occult and the panic and all of this
0: it got missed what's what shit like this does is it makes it harder to identify genuine yes. cases of abuse. Yeah.
1: We do still have people being wrongfully accused. A man in England came under suspicion of murder because of his proximity to the crime. He had an interest in Wicca and occult activities. He had nothing to do with it, but he, you know, he was uh-huh. still accused. In Italy, Amanda Knox was accused of murdering and being part of a sexual sacrificial right, murdering her roommate, uh-huh. spent four years in jail. And she was accused of being Lucifer-like, satanic, demonic, diabolical, and a witch of deception mm-hmm. before she was finally
2: exonerated. And then we have QAnon.
0: And now yes. we have QAnon. Yes, I want to talk, I, I did want to bring this up. Modern day satanic panic is QAnon. Yeah, it still
1: exists. We still had, it never really went away. Well, it, it did. It went underground. It went
0: underground and now it's having its day in the yeah. sun again yeah. with QAnon, which if you're not aware, QAnon is sort of a loose collection of crazy ideas. Mm-hmm.
2: From Pizzagate on,
0: <laughs> the underlying theory mm-hmm. is that there is a cabal—a cabal of satanic celebrities and politicians—who <laughs> are harvesting children and sexually abusing them, and then killing them mm-hmm. to harvest. Oh God, what do they call it? Adrenochrome? Some yeah. some kind of chemical that I—I'm for all I know they've made up. That they claim is the elixir of eternal youth.
1: Nobody's that good. Because what they were implying is that thousands and thousands of people all over the United States and in Canada were part of this secret underground satanic cult, were murdering even more thousands and Mm -hmm. thousands of people. And somehow getting away with it. And somehow getting away with it with no physical evidence
0: whatsoever. When the reality is... The, the reality is that as soon as your conspiracy has two people probably going to get discovered. As soon as your conspiracy is more than you, someone's going to spill the beans. Yeah. It but, might even be you.
1: But that's the whole point of the satanic panic is it does harken back to the kind of hysteria that happened in Salem Village. Mm-hmm. And the kind of hysteria that happened throughout Europe and, and in England during the And that's the, still the happening trial, today. And that is still happening today.
0: And something else Gwen wanted to talk about. So... QAnon is obviously the modern satanic panic. Yeah, but it is. We do see witchcraft mm-hmm. uh, and and Satanism as the acceptable targets. Yes. In other cases, like Lil Nas X's recent Montero That's right. song and video, mm-hmm. good song, better video. Oh, it's amazing. And I hear there is now an acapella version that he's put oh, out, nice. which I haven't heard yet, but. I am going to. That video came out, and Lil Nas X, which I, my understanding is Montero is actually his given it. Montero yes, yes. Yeah.
2: This was actually a song to him's younger self. Yeah. Yes.
0: Because he came out of the closet. He right. Right. he's gay. Right, yep. And so he used in this video a lot of Christian imagery. Mm-hmm. He used depictions of heaven and a Garden of Eden kind yeah. of zone, and hell and a devil. Pole dancing. Did a little pole dance. <laughs> give the devil a lap dance, and then murdered it. That's
1: right. It's very dramatic. It is a, literally. It is one of the most creative videos yeah, I've it's very, seen in it's a very,
0: cool. very long. Great costuming. Yeah, top of the line. So Good many, stuff. so many props to the set designers. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even imagine. I'd like. I don't know how much of that was CGI and how much was practical effects, but it's brilliant. Great job was done on on all. As soon as the video came out, right. As soon as it came out, there were immediately people jumping on him. For being a Satanist.
1: Yeah, and that he was ruining the uh, children of
0: America. Uh-huh. That that he was psychologically assaulting children purely by, like, the image of the devil being in the video. He kills the devil in the video. Like, mm-hmm. like this is an anti-devil video. <laughs> <laughs> but so there were instantly these people dogpiling on him with all this anti-Satan rhetoric, right? right? The thing that like stood out to me. This has fucking nothing, nothing to do with Satanism. Nothing to do with Satanism. It has nothing to do with the devil. Nope. It is purely homophobia. But that's not a publicly acceptable position to take right now. Mm-hmm. So the publicly acceptable position is Satan bad. Satan in video, so Lil Ness is bad. Mm-hmm. Like that's the that is the whole thought process he's he's basically using
1: this as a as a way to say this is how that i've been told all my life i'm going to hell because i'm gay
0: they don't care what the message is no the message the actual mess like they didn't even watch the video they didn't listen to the song the message it's irrelevant to these people they hate him because he's gay and black well they yeah they hate him because he's gay and black and making music and successful yep and the thing they were able socially to latch onto was the devil's in this video Mm -hmm. and that's The end of the thought process. Mm
2: -hmm. Because
0: that's the thing they can socially acceptably complain about. Yeah. Because they can't say, you're black and gay and I hate that. Right. But they can say, you're a Satanist and I hate that. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, that's the direct one-to-one shit that's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the case for a lot of witch trials and witch hunts that have gone on in the past. Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of cases it has a lot less to do with Satan and witchcraft. Than it does with finding acceptable targets mm-hmm. and just venting on them. That's very possible. That's very possible.
1: And I also think it's important to note that we still have a propensity toward hysteria in our in our culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we gang up. And... Regardless of what it... it whether it's Satanism or witchcraft. Right. And, and,
0: our, our, and our modern media cycle does not help with that. Exactly. Because you have, you know, we have... Although clearly... They managed in Salem without that, so yeah, it's I, just human nature.
1: It's just human nature to get all worked up about the latest conspiracy. It's just this one has lasted a long time. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft, the occult, Satan, the devil. Because you know, once the church acknowledged right. that as an issue, it's just kind of been a running thing. If you don't have anything else that you can publicly derive condemn someone, someone condemn for. someone for condemn them for witchcraft, yep. And worshiping the devil. Because how are they gonna disprove it?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a claim with no evidence. Mm-hmm. It's a claim that doesn't require evidence.
1: Yep. And I also think it's important to note that in especially in countries where where evangelical like Pentecostalism is growing, mm-hmm. it has been has had a really significant impact. Places like Tanzania, Nigeria, Gambia, yeah. Ghana, Kenya, some other places, India, it, it also has some issues there as well infiltrated has infiltrated this idea of which is bad so we kill them and they have still got problems especially in rural areas of people being accused of witchcraft and being either stoned or 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 just killed 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 in in some way Uh, that is still happening or there's
0: there's an interesting phenomenon in the congo where the only legal reason to deny a family member uh, of any any extraction no matter how distantly related they are to you the only legal reason to deny a family member access to your home is if they are a witch that's just a law in mm-hmm. Congo so there are a bunch of homeless so if you don't people like, if
2: you don't like your mother law you exactly
0: if you don't want if you, if you don't want to have to take in an orphan or or a cousin or, or whatever who is homeless and needs a place to live you're just accusing them of being a witch. Mm. Because that's the only legal way you're allowed to not take them in.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just something that continues to this day. And whether, you know, we live in a country that pride ourselves on our religious
0: freedom. Though I think it's important for us to remember that we got that religious freedom because the Puritans wanted to be more religiously restrictive.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, you
0: know, we we
1: pride ourselves in in having this religious freedom. Yet, Mm undercurrent undercurrent
2: we still have there's plenty of religious freedom so long as it's christianity Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you
0: can be any kind of christian you want
2: yeah
1: (laughs) exactly and but you still have this propensity to pile on like "Ooh, it's you know it's witches it's Mm -hmm. witchcraft it's scary spooky it's the of the devil you still have that undercurrent in our society it behooves us to be aware that this kind of hysteria it's still out there it's Mm -hmm. still prevalent and even though we're not in a country where we have to worry about our physical safety to, to the same extent, to the same extent, we do have to be aware that we live in a country where, in a world, in a world where witches and anyone who is not of the majority religion will be seen as a kind of a
0: threat. And I, again, want to, I'm going to keep beating this drum. Yep. You may not even be a witch. Nope. But that's a convenient thing to accuse you of. Exactly. That's it for tonight. Yeah. I think so. I
1: I think we've covered it as, as best we can. I mean, there's
0: so much more. Obviously, this is the thing you could talk, you could do a graduate so, project on this. Oh, yeah.
1: But I wanted to tell you guys about that, the podcast. that podcast. It's called Uncover. I found it on Spotify, but you can probably find it on other mm-hmm. platforms. And uh, it's about six episodes, six, seven episodes. Okay. Can you leave us out, please?
2: If you want to find out more information about Three Pagans and a Cat, whether it be the podcast, the writing online, places we may be speaking in the next year, any of that kind of information. There's this really neat program that you can pull up on your computer. It, usually you pull it up on like Google Chrome or something like that. It's a website. A browser, a browser of some sort. It's a website, and you type in www.google, which is spelled word. It's G-O-O-G-L-E dot com. Um, And there'll be like this weird search bar that pops up. And in there, you're going to type the number three and the letters P-A-A-C and then hit the search button. And it should tell you a ton about us. Probably the best way to find out about us. I don't know. I don't think it actually works for anybody else. I think you can only find stuff about uh, 3-Pack, but yeah it's, it's been out for, for us. google's been out for a while so, so if I, you ha- know, it if seems you to be working
0: yeah if you haven't uh, adopted that technology yet we recommend it
2: yes yeah, yeah.